Heavenly Father, use the words that I speak for your glory. Amen. About 10 years ago, a movie with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson appeared in theaters with the tagline, What if today was not your day? The movie was called Anger Management. And throughout the movie, Adam Sandler and his unorthodox therapist, played by Jack Nicholson, battle it out for control of Adam's temper. He struggles to keep it calm. He wants to remain composed. But he just goes so crazy that he ends up in court and a judge threatens it's either anger management or jail. Motivation enough? Okay. But it's so tough. As Nicholson's character says, tempers the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. (laughs) I mean, this character Adam Sandler plays is so saddled with bad memories of the past, past hurts that happened to him on the playground at school, in past relationships at his college years, in his professional life, and especially with this crazy therapist now who does seemingly everything in his power to make him snap. Oh, my. Yes. What? What if these hurts and struggles and pain and general chicanery turn you into someone who people look at. They look at you and they're forced to say, tell it to the hand, because my ears are not listening. (laughs) Tell it to the hand. Well, let's hope not. But it seems that today Jesus has stumbled upon some type of drama. In the days before the people's court and Judge Judy, what in the world did people do to resolve disputes, to heal? How did any sense of reconciliation or forgiveness even begin? Something happened today. Someone has done something against someone else. Time to fight? A duel out on the streets at high noon. No, not so fast. Someone somehow has offended the good order of the village or the town or the community and this person isn't listening. They're stubborn. So, do you have to tell them to tell it to the hand? No. Jesus has another way. Tell it to the church. Bring the hurt. Bring the drama. Bring the bad memories about recess or relationships, or craziness from our day jobs, and tell it to the church. There's a whole formula how to do this in today's reading, and it's certainly a heck of a lot less violent than the way people might have resolved disputes 2,000 years ago. It's relatively peaceful. It involves community. There's no violence. And there's a twist. What is it? What's the twist that Jesus is trying for us to see? Notice how, in the way that the reading spells out everything, notice how the forgiveness that needs to take place, 
the reconciliation that needs to result starts, not ends, starts with the person or people who have been sinned against. As when we later say in the service, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Notice that? Real reconciliation happens when we go back towards those who have sinned against us or argued with us or who have been stubborn with us. We start the healing process by being proactive and seeking the healing first. We don't wait for it. We go towards it. It's a major twist. Jesus is asking us to tell it to the church, to tell it to the community, to tell it to all of us, because the church, the family of God that gathers in the name of Jesus our Savior, is going to be our base camp for love, our starting point for life, our source and center for what is real and good and pure in the world. So when we bring our hurts and the stories about how we've been hurt or the memories of lost love or severed friendships or whatever else that's deep down in our souls, when we take it to the church, we're opening up ourselves together, but also as individuals. We're opening up ourselves to the possibilities of real healing, wholeness, and love. But that's hard. Oh, so hard. Some of you might say, this is kind of embarrassing. Dredges up bad memories. It makes me seem less than in some kind of way. It makes me feel inferior. And while you might initially feel this way, let's remember something. Something we remind ourselves every Sunday that we're here. The fact of the matter is that none of us is perfect. None of us have ever lived perfect lives. Look around right now. When we recognize that we've all had our challenges, that when we recognize that we've all experienced wounding in our lives, when we know that in some ways, some parts of our lives are kind of messy and unkempt, that's when the real grace and reconciliation and forgiveness of Jesus comes rushing in. Jesus helps us pick up the pieces. He helps us clean up. He helps us in whatever way that we need to do it. Jesus helps us put back our lives together in a way that our lives then become centered around and focused on, of all things, forgiveness, healing, and love. These are the gifts that he brings. They're totally possible and available. That grace and restoration of ourselves and our community, it's real and it's here. And together, as a community, we can bring it into a greater reality. So, we tell it to the church. We tell our stories, our life stories, to one another. We tell it to all of the church so that we can see in one another 
so that we can recognize how God has rebuilt each one of us. How God continues to change us, to transform us, and also how God uses each one of us to help other people as well. Restoration, transformation for ourselves and for others. Imagine that. All because we tell it to the church. So if we were to take this same model, this same model outside of church, out of this great assembly that's gathered to, today, and model this same type of grace, this same type of grace-filled behavior with other people in our greater community, what might happen? How would work be different for you? Or what about school? How might you help another person rebuild themselves and put their life back together? That's exciting. Or maybe help them get back on track what makes them live fully in joy and gratitude, huh? There's so many possibilities today, all because Jesus calls us to tell it to the church. You bring your whole self here, and you put your lives in the hands of one another, in front of God's holy table and in front of Jesus. True, a temper might be the one thing you can't get rid of by losing it. We might struggle with this to keep our lives calm or struggle to be composed. But losing ourselves and immersing ourselves in a body, in an assembly of wholeness, forgiveness, and grace, and love that we call church, well, we might just find life that's rebuilt, a new life, a life of gratitude and grace and love. You just might. And Jesus promises us that when we gather, he is with us with us to experience a full life. Full not just of the managing anger or managing disputes with one another, but of telling about ourselves to the church, to this beloved family of God. And we rebuild our lives together in reconciliation. Because love dwells here, and the healing starts in community right now, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there among them. <laughs>